0: Hey everybody, my name is Meredith. Welcome to Tune In with Meredith Podcast. Usually, I help you tune into God's voice, which is what I'm gonna do today, but I'm also going to share with you another theme, um, which is my heart for America. Now, my heart for America, I think, really comes from my father, who was a true patriot, loved America, and really passed that down to me. And, um, you know, that heart for America really has changed since I left Washington and worked for President Bush in the White House. Um, it doesn't really go along with a lot of the views of many of my former coworkers, but I've learned to be okay with that because I'm not really an insider anyway, never really was. My dad, you know, was an insider and got me the job on President Bush's campaign right out of college. And I'm grateful because I would not be who I am today without it. And for a while I wasn't grateful, but today I am grateful. Um, But I never really fit. I was never really passionate about politics like the people I worked alongside. And it wasn't the business I dreamed of getting into. I always kind of wanted to be a writer but never really thought I could do it. Um, But that's where God put me. I learned a lot, met a lot of people. And, uh, but it's not who I am today. I'm proud of who I've become. I certainly never expected my life would go as it has. Um, I'm a God-loving, church-going, recovering wife, mom, and stepmom living in the Midwest, married to a guy who drives a truck and works at a plant. I absolutely love it here. It's who I am. So what I share with you today reflects the woman I've become since I left Washington, my perspective has completely changed. I am conservative. Yes, I love the Lord. And I stand behind Trump. Yes, I said it. You don't like it? You're, you can stop listening because you probably won't hear what else I have to say. But I do wish you all the best in, um, in your journey. So, um, But I'm sharing this because I believe God put me in that insider world so I could give you a different perspective from the outside looking in. So let's talk about that outsider perspective, because it's not just me who feels it. There seems to be this force that is trying to push out people who don't agree with the insider narrative. And I'm not talking about one party, it's both parties. You can see it all over the news and social media, people getting banned from platforms or being censored. There is no free speech anymore. There is no accountability with what's true in the news media. And it's funny because I was watching the old movie Runaway Bride from 1999 and in it, Richard Gere plays this uh, journalist who ends up getting fired because he was reporting about this chick in this small town in Maryland that kept running away from um, the weddings. And he gets fired because she writes a letter to the paper saying what he said wasn't true. So they fired him because it wasn't fully true. Yeah. I don't think that's how, our uh, presses today but i digress it was just a really good example of the way it used to be and the way it isn't now but insiders expect outsiders to toe the party line if you don't you've got to go in fact there are people calling those who support trump fascists extremists and i'm not even going to mention the last one but it begins with a t now i worked in the white house 9-11 i ran out of the building um i was part of the fire drills every day after that happened um, it's no joke So I know what those are, and we are far from that concept. It just makes me sick to my stomach. But that's what the enemy loves to do, divide America. And he's getting more vicious by the day with the name-calling. Gotta have some pretty thick skin these days. But here's the thing. Didn't Trump run on being an outsider and over 75 million people voted for him the second time around? And I think people who don't like the way Washington is being run right now really have a problem being called outsiders because so many have felt like outsiders. So many have felt like their voice hasn't been heard. The American people who support, the American people who support Trump already feel like outsiders. And the fact that someone was bold enough to go into the swamp and change it emboldens them. So it doesn't surprise me that so many Washington insiders on both sides of the aisle want Trump out and anyone who supports him because insiders don't want outsiders in. (sighs) If you've ever been rejected or left out, you get this. If you are comfortable in your own skin, you are just fine with being an outsider. Here's what I want to tell you if you are not. You've got to get comfortable with being an outsider. Embrace it. Be okay with people making fun of you and that you don't fit their mold. Stand up for yourself and your convictions. I'm not saying start arguments like they want you to do. I'm saying be true to yourself and the God you serve. Don't back down. This is not the time to just go with it. This is the time to stand up. And when I say stand up, I mean stand firm in your faith. Be bold as a lion in the face of adversity. Turn to scripture. Turn to God. He is your strength in adversity. So let's just look at scripture for a minute. When I say stand firm, I mean... Put on the full armor of God so they will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. You don't know what that is? Go read about the armor of God in the Bible in Ephesians 6. Because he is scheming. He is after every detail of our lives and would love for us to just conform to society's ideal of unity. Yeah, we're going there. You know, it's all about hashtag unity right now. Is that competing with you? Because it's not competing for me. That's because if you know the Lord, you don't hear that word the same way the general public does. It's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's like, we're going to put this word out there. and If you don't agree with how we're putting it out there, then you aren't unifying with us. We all know there is nothing unifying about it. It's like we're just supposed to turn a blind eye to the inauthenticity of this and accept it. No, not so much. In fact, let's go to Ephesians and look at what scripture says about unity. Paul wrote this book when he was imprisoned in Rome. So in chapter 4, he says, Hold the phone. So he says, verses 1 through 3 As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Now, that tells me the Holy Spirit is the one who unites us through peace. That's why hashtag unite doesn't work, because it's false. It's a false peace. But people and organizations of this world often promise, try to promise things that only God can deliver. But what we have to do is be able to discern that. And we do that by unifying together and going deeper into the word and getting deeper into our faith. We're not going to go to that unity by looking to a new administration, proclaiming it. We're going to go to that through Christ, through the Holy Spirit. So let me just keep reading this section. Um, Chapter four through six. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Now, what does that tell you? One. Unity. One. Unity. So, um, and then you think, look, at I'm going to read you verses 7 through 13. Um, and it's really about, what's, what, is, what is unity about? It's about coming together and really growing in Christ and maturity to him. It says, Verse seven. But to each one of us grace has been given as a Christ apportioned. As Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Universe. Verse eleven. It was he who gave some to be apostles some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Get ready for 12. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now let's listen to verses 14 through 16, and then we'll be done, but... Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. <sighs> Did you catch that? The cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. We need to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace and grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. We each have a role to play in the body of Christ. We're in the end times, people. This is not the time to put your faith on the back burner. This is the time to step it up. You cannot go this journey alone. You need people who believe how you believe are walking with you. Now, let me just say one thing. There's a lot of talk about there about Christians and evangelists thinking Trump is this God. And yet, no, that's not what we think. Um, we don't worship false gods. And uh, if we are true believers, we know full well God is above all and he is God. And he puts broken people. He uses imperfect people to change the world. Trump is imperfect. Uh, we all know that. Uh, Whether you love him or hate him, he is imperfect. But God doesn't use perfect people um, with, you know, what what we pe- we as um, American citizens think would be perfect for the position he chooses. It's, it's who he says. Um, so, now, I don't know how that works with, with Biden being president right now. I don't know what God's up to, so don't start to infer on what I'm saying. I don't know what God's up to, but I know that he's got a bigger plan than we can think. So we need to, this is why we have to be bold in our faith, bold as lions. I'm getting more to that. Um, But, um. Hmm. Let me just go back to this outsider thing. I think those of us who stand by our convictions really have no problem being outsiders. We know it's not cool to believe in God. It's not the popular thing to do, and most of us are pretty okay with that. We also know Jesus was an outsider. He's our example that it's okay to be an outsider. He was scorned, and we know in the Bible it tells us we will be too. You know, Trump did a pretty amazing thing as an outsider. He didn't just bring our economy to new levels and bring peace to the Middle East, but he pulled the wool off everyone's eyes. He revealed the snakes and the corruption in Washington and all over the nation. People don't like it, and that's why it's so great, because the outsiders feel convicted now. We're not going to stand down and just accept the narrative of the new administration or anyone in Washington. We're going to be emboldened by our convictions and what we're seeing i know for a fact i'm not going to convince anyone on social media that disagrees with me that they should believe what i believe no but i can be bold as a lion in my faith. so ellie and i just recently watched lion king and if you know it there's a scene right before mufasa simba's dad dies and um scar is going to the hyenas and he starts singing this song about be prepared because he's gonna take over he's gonna kill mufasa he's gonna kill simba um and i'm gonna post the youtube video and the lyrics on my page because they're kind of ironic um, but I'm just going to read this one little section of lyrics. So prepare for the coup of the century, be prepared for the murkiest scam. Meticulous planning, tenacity spanning, decades of denial. It's simply why I'll be king, undisputed, respected, saluted, and seen for the wonder I am. And then there's Biden in the Oval Office signing executive orders like they're going out of style, like he's a king. I oh, just kind of find that imagery ironic. And it's, uh, you know. And what's funny is about this whole king thing is how many people think that, you know, Trump thinks he's king and, you know, no, that's not what it is. It's, it just cracks me up. Um, But uh, anyway, no, this is a battle in the spiritual realm. This is evil versus good. And, um, you know, we're being pitted against each other. That's the enemy's whole purpose. So here's the truth. No matter how hard we try to divide, he tries to divide us under the guise of unity or, or how much they take God out of everything. God wins, and the devil doesn't like that, which is why he's working so hard to prevent it. So I'm going to keep telling you, the devil is coming for you. He's coming for everything you've got that is valuable, and I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about everything in your heart. Yeah, kind of the good and the bad. I am going to talk more about what's in your heart in a couple weeks, especially with Lent coming up and stuff, but um, you need to arm up and suit up. You need to be grounded in the truth of the word, because there are lots of truths out there that aren't the truth. I know in scripture, there are multiple references to lions. Daniel in the lion's den, Jesus being the lion of Judah. There are two references I want to use to close this out. So the first one makes me think of scar. We have to be very aware of it because too many people don't think the enemy is real. So if you need to visualize scar from Lion King as kind of a symbol of the enemy, then go ahead and do it. But... Um, This verse, you've all heard it. 1 Peter 5.8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I mean, the movie opens up with Scar just devouring and prowling. So um, he prowls around and not in a good way. So if you feel like you're being alone, you're alone and you're being attacked, that is the enemy working on your mind. Be alert and of sober mind. Know that he wants to devour you. Here's the other thing, it's from Proverbs 28, one. The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. This one image makes me think of Mufasa and Simba, as they stand up on the bluff, proclaiming their will over the kingdom of, I don't know, nature, where they are. These are the good guys, roaring, who give us the courage to roar with them. So if you are a believer, you have the righteousness of God in you, not in yourself, but in God. So be bold as a lion. Stand firm against this devil's schemes because he roars like Scar. So one last comment for you with some imagery. Did you know lions have this special way of bonding? They stick together in packs called their pride. I read this quote on this Kariga Game Reserve website. It said, interaction between lions in the pride is very important and maintains a bond between individuals and keeps the peace within the group. Just made me think of that unity in the body of Christ. Um, you know, keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. So, you love when God uses nature. So, I need to want, do one more thing. Um, speaking of lions and talking about, you know, uh, you know, Scar wanting to be king, and um, <sighs> there was this verse I forgot to mention. I think it's a great verse to close out, especially with everything going on. Psalm forty-seven two says it clearly. Clearly. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great king over all the earth. Over all the earth, he is the great king. Don't forget that. Get in the word. Put on your armor. Be bold in your faith. Be bold as a lion. Just, just stand up. Stand firm. That's what I got for you today, folks. So, um, Father, I pray for everyone watching this or listening to this that you encourage them and that you Help them be empowered by your spirit within them and to be bold as lions in their faith and to stand in love and stand in the truth of your word and to just work on unifying together through the bond of peace and and just maturing through you, that they seek maturity in you rather than answers from Government or where else. And, and Father, we pray for those leaders in government, those that are in those positions right now, including the president and and, and everyone. Um, we just pray that you give them wisdom um, to make the right choices. And uh, we just, we know that you are in charge and you've got a plan and we trust you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And um, we just are so grateful that we get to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, next week I'm writing a written blog um, about uh, lessons for my daughter, which I'll tell you about. Uh, And the following week, which is like Valentine week, I'm going to be doing this next message um, that I think you're going to like. So I will see you soon. Have a great weekend.